This podcast is made possible by our supporters over on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and get your own RSS feed with ad-free shows and extra episodes every month, then head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. For another episode of the Nerd Cave Retro Show, my name is Jason Robbins, and my name is Derek Diamond. And wouldn't you know it that I go to re-review this game? Remember the last time I reviewed Fester's Quest? I got ill that that very same, like the middle of the episode. I started to get ill. I had the flu. Got the flu in the middle of the episode and was starting to feel like crap. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I gave that game a, a bad rap because I was getting sick. Wouldn't you know it, after I played this on Saturday, <laughs> I started, I got a stomach bug last few oh, days. Oh, no. And on top of that, like the last few days of having a stomach bug and feeling like absolute horse crap, today my air conditioner goes out again, and it's like where I'm sitting right now, upstairs where I do the show, it's like 80 degrees right now. I'm like, what is happening? Thank God it's not like July. <laughs> I know. I can't wait for the. See, the problem is, is where the uh, the afternoons between like two o'clock and six o'clock, the sun is directly outside the window, which I have this huge sliding door next to me, and and I've got uh, blinds and blackout curtains, and it does not help because the sun is just like baking the side of the building all afternoon. As soon as the sun goes down, it's fine. But right now, with no air, oh, it's so Oh, hot. I can only imagine. I think I've told this story once, but back when I lived in my old apartment years ago, I went to visit family, and when I came back, the AC had been out ever since I left, and this Dude. was probably <laughs> September, so it was in the high 80s Yeah, when I got back. So it's, that's the thing that sucks about apartments is that they're yeah. they're almost like little furnaces well, they in their own way when the when the air's not working they just changed my air conditioning like they just gave me a brand new unit like three months ago and now it's out again like what is why are you just using like old stuff like there is nothing new here like if this is going to keep happening at least jack my rent down by like 20 percent or something sounds like the people who worked on my car yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, that's that's rough. I mean, we're we're still in that little transition where like mornings and evenings feel great, yeah, but it could still get a little warm during the day. Oof, no, it is. It's still summertime weather during the day. Yeah, but, uh, but how, we're we're getting there. Yeah, we're uh, slowly but surely. We still got at least another month and a half before we get nice weather all day. Yeah, but uh, how was your weekend? Oh, it was good. Uh, I had to work Saturday morning, but it, it wasn't wasn't anything too major. But the, the good thing about my job is that whenever I have to work on, say, like a weekend or after hours, I get comp time. So I get to really use it whenever I want to. So uh, I'll probably wait till later on this month to, to cash that in and have a have a nice off day. But other than that, now that we're in October, uh, you know, AMC is doing a, a Halloween marathon. So that's what we did all day yesterday was just watch um I think it was Halloween four and Halloween five were the ones that were on TV that we watched. Mm, those are not great. <laughs> no, no, they are not. I mean it's but I, you could say that about a lot of those horror franchises. They're yeah. like they start great, but then when you keep adding sequels, the quality just Especially like the condition of Michael Myers' mask. Yeah, like it looks really cool in the first two, but then you could tell that they probably just grabbed some like dollar dollar mask yeah. from like the Dollar Tree or something. But uh, now, now you know why they completely uh, rebooted uh, rebooted it after uh, in 2018 and just said none of that mattered, none of that happened. Yeah, well, there's even some some storyline elements from Halloween too that. I didn't agree with, but I am excited for Halloween ends though. We got our, our tickets for opening night. So yes. we'll be, uh, we'll be going to see, but how was yours? It was all right. Other than getting sick, it was, uh, 
It's been a pretty good weekend. I did some streaming on Saturday of Fester's Quest, which I'll be talking about in a bit. Uh, I did start playing The Outer Worlds on PS4 that I, I purchased a couple weeks ago. And um, it's pretty good. I got to the first real big decision you have to make, and I had to quit the game and just... I can't make this decision right now. I have to think about it. So it's one of those games that like gives you these really big moral decisions that you have to make, and I'm not good at that. <laughs> it sounds interesting, though. But it's pretty good. I would I would check it out. It's it's very um, uh, it's almost like a it's, it's got elements. It, it, like it, imagine if um, Bioshock was futuristic, like way in the future and on different worlds like that art deco style like 1920s style advertisements and things like that but it's all like space stuff okay that does sound kind of cool i dig it i think you should check yeah. it out it's pretty good okay but uh but i'm ready to hit the news what about you let's do it let's go it have a story you would like us to cover please send them to nerdcaveretro at gmail.com and uh this week we just had a couple of stories this week it's been a little dry news week this week it has from uh, nintendolife.com upcoming nintendo switch games and accessories for october and november 2022 uh let's see what we have the days are getting darker and the weather's getting colder but there's one silver lining to be found in these dreary autumn months we're at the business end of the retail season, meaning more games for us. There's a lot to look forward to throughout October and November, uh, and you'll find a selection of featured titles handpicked by us, uh, meaning Nintendo Life, as well as lots of other games and accessories that are launching over the next couple of months. So we have, on the 20th of October, we have Mario Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope, and that's the sequel, right, to the Mario mm-hmm. and Rabbids? See, we have that, and on the 21st of October, we got Persona 5, uh, Bayonetta 3 on the 28th, Sonic Frontiers on the 8th of November, I know you're excited for that one, uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet on the 18th of November, and uh, you would know more about those than I would. <clears throat> and then we have Alfred Hitchcock Vertigo uh on the 3rd of October that looks pretty good. I'm going to have to check that out. I love anything Alfred Hitchcock. Um then there's Mutant Muds collection which uh, I've been really interested in playing those games cuz uh they're very 16-bit era shooters and uh I've been really wanting to check those out. Um there's a couple of cool other games that are coming out but uh just head over to nintendolife.com and check out all these games and things that are coming out over the next couple of months. Yeah, I know Bayonetta 3 is one that people have been waiting for quite a while to come out. So it, it's good to see that that's getting a release date. And I know we'll we'll talk a little bit more about Sonic Frontiers in a bit. I, I'm curious and also concerned yeah. <laughs> about that game, but we'll we'll get into that in a little bit. But there, there's some cool stuff that, that's coming out over the next couple of months. Uh, another cool one coming out here is the Atari 50th Anniversary Collection. That's mm-hmm. going to be coming out, and uh, let me see if it tells you what games are coming on it. Uh, let's see. Uh, does not say. I'm looking at the actual Amazon. Um, I clicked on it. Took me to Amazon for pre-order. It's you can order pre-order it now for thirty nine ninety nine, but for fifty, uh, looks. Like, I I'm not sure if there's going to be fifty games on here for fifty years or what they mean by that. Uh, let's see. I'm on the Atari website right now. See if they give a, a list. Da da da. Yeah, it doesn't give me a list of the games that's on here. It says there's over a hundred games. Oh yeah, it does say more than a hundred playable games. Atari Fifty Steelbook Edition is a limited collector's edition that includes the game. Housed in an exclusive golden and black steel book and includes an, an exclusive poster poster created just for the occasion. Okay, I think I found the list. Let's see. This is from uh, ArsTechnica.com. Uh, by the way, I like the logo they use where they like they took the atari logo mm-hmm. and in it they have little screenshots yeah of all the old consoles it, it looks pretty cool 
Let's see. Um, there's Asteroids, Asteroids Deluxe, Black Widow, Centipede, Cloak and Dagger, iRobot. And I'm just going through the highlights here. Missile Command, Pong, Sprint 8, Super Breakout, Warlords, uh, Adventure, Basic Math, uh, Dodgem, Haunted House. There, there's, There's a lot. Yeah, and this uh, Steelbook looks pretty cool. I'm looking at the picture here. It comes out same day, but it's only $10 more for the Steelbook, so that might be actually kind of worth it for an extra 10 bucks. Yeah, I think so. And uh, Tetris Effect Connected comes out on the 15th of November. There's a lot of stuff dropping in the next month or so. And uh, as far as accessories go, you've got, I mean, there's all kind of different, uh, let's see, there's an 8-bit Doe or 8-bit Do Ultimate Bluetooth controller which looks pretty cool. There's, uh, let's see, Power A wired controllers for uh, Pokemon controllers that are in red, yellow, and green. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff coming out in the next month or so for the Switch. I'm kind of excited. I really dig that Splatoon Switch bag. Yeah, that looks pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, I, I like the how that game is just so like bright and colorful and uses like the graffiti and the the paint splatter kind of look and everything it's just it's really eye-catching but i think i'm like i'm just as interested in the accessories as i am in some of these games that are coming out because i've got a a switch case but i wouldn't mind one like with a strap on it yeah because the one i have is just it looks like um of course i'm blanking on it now that i'm thinking about it but the the thing that link carries in breath of the wild yeah yeah the satchel that he has yeah, it it looks kind of like that, but it doesn't have a strap on it. I might have to so, get uh, spend the money and get an eight bit do uh, Bluetooth controller because eight bit do makes some really good stuff. If you've never mm-hmm. tried out an eight bit do controller, I highly recommend them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also from NintendoLife.com, you can now play NES games on the analog pocket. Uh, here's something for you retro gaming fans to celebrate. Thanks to Adam Gastineau, you can now play NES games on your analog pocket. This tiny little handheld device can already play a number of retro handheld games with FPGA accuracy, and now you can add the 8-bit Nintendo console to the lineup. Gastineau is also responsible for the Pocket's SNES core, which was made available last week. The NES games are able to be played with four players. Saves have been implemented as well as video options and additional palettes. Save states are coming later down the line. Multiple NES games are available via the Nintendo Switch online subscription, but if you have the pocket, this should open up an even bigger world of 80s classics from Nintendo systems. This is really cool. I wish I had I would, an analog pocket. <laughs> yeah, I I would really love to have one of these and a um, a Steam Deck. Yeah, Steam Deck is, is a, a must-have these days. At some point, I'm going to save up the money to get one. Maybe Joey Don't know when that will be. send us some. He's got like eight of them, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Along with his like 57 Dreamcasts. Yeah, the, but the analog pocket is really cool. I mean, it, it just looks like an old Game Boy if you've never seen one. And it just, I don't know, it just looks really cool. Like, I would just love to sit and play these games on that that kind of system. Yeah, me too. This it brings back really good memories of playing the Game Boy on like family trips and whatnot. Yeah, it's like a thin Game Boy. <laughs> about the about the imagine a Game it's Boy, like, but the, like the 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 width of or the the thickness of a, like an iPhone. It's like the Game Boy Pocket. Yeah, yeah. Wish I had one of those too. Uh, right <laughs> from uh, and the last story here is from thegamer.com. Sonic might be older in Frontiers as Sega removes references to his age. Looks like Sonic will be a bit older in Frontiers as Sega removes references to his age from the official website. For 30 years, the blue blur blur has been 15 years old, but now it seems that Frontiers will have a bit of a time jump, allowing him to finally celebrate a birthday. Uh, Spotted by an eagle-eyed fan, the Sega website has removed the section of Sonic's profile that says he's 15 years old. Everything else remains the same, suggesting this was a deliberate move in the run-up to Frontier's launch. 
Um, so what do you think about them changing uh, Sonic's age and making it ambiguous? I love it. You, you know, in pretty much every iteration of Sonic, even dating to the comic books, he's always been portrayed as a teenager. I think, you know, if you think about the Marvel Spider-Man game that came out a few years ago, Peter Parker was, what, like 27? Yeah. Somewhere around that. So it it was cool to see an older, more mature version of Peter Parker. I don't, I'm sure Sonic's humor will still be prevalent in this game, but it has all the makings of a more mature feeling game set in the Sonic universe. So yeah. I'm, I'm all for it. Like, I don't think Sonic's going to be, you know, dropping for profanity and <laughs> shooting guns like that. That's that shadow that does that. But um, I, I think it'd be cool to portray him as being a little older and honestly portray all the characters as well, being just, older. Like it seems like that would be a good move to kind of make him a little more accessible to the older gamers because, you know, all of us that know Sonic have played Sonic have gotten older, but he stayed the same age. It makes me think of dazed and confused. Yeah. <laughs> when you phrase it that way. But, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm all for it. You know, it's, I think it's time for a bit of a different portrayal of the characters like maybe have tails as the teenager and have sonic as the adult have all the other characters be adults it'd be even cool if i'm assuming robotnik's involved with this whole thing have him like maybe have a little bit of gray in his mustache would be mm -hmm. kind of cool just to change up the aesthetic a little bit like I'd, yeah. I'd be all for it but i i am a little concerned about this game like i'm excited for it because we haven't gotten a, a new like 3d sonic game in a while I just don't know if this open world aspect is going to work in that universe, mm. but I'm going to get it. I'm curious to play it. So once it comes out, I'll, I'll give everyone my thoughts on it, but I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Just stay, just temper your expectations. So you're not crushed. If <laughs> it's not any good. Yeah. But, uh, we had one more story that, uh, I am the rampage sent us a story about, um, uh, about the shutdown of Google Stadia, but uh, me and Wally did a, a nice long news dump about that this last weekend. Uh, so if you want to listen to our thoughts about that, head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro and you get those news dumps for uh, you at whatever tier you want to donate to us. You get the news dumps. That's what we call a tease, yeah, ladies and tease. gentlemen. <laughs> but uh, next up, we have this month in video game history. <laughs> On October 29th of 1984, Namco releases Pac-Land in Japan and lays the foundation for horizontally scrolling platform games. I love the the Japanese uh, flyer for it. It actually looks really cool if yeah. you click on the uh, on the article. Um, yeah, th this kind of inspired Pac Man Two, which I won't get into a rant on that. Mm -hmm. But I've I've never played Pac Land. I remember hearing about it back in the day. Like there's there's some screenshots where you can see. The, where the inspiration of Pac-Man 2 came from. I'd be curious if it plays the same way. Maybe one day I'll, if I can ever find a, uh, a, a playable version of it online. Well, I've I'll seen this game before. I've never played it. Um, but I think there was an argument to be made that this was one of the first side scrollers, sort of Mario esque side scrollers and kind of inspired Super Mario Brothers, but uh, that's that's kind of just speculation. Interesting. I mean, I'd I'll love, have to do some more research on it. I'd love to go back and actually play this. Uh, might have to look for a ROM of it here pretty soon. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Let's see. October of 1987, Nintendo releases Mike Tyson's Punch Out for the NES slash Famicom. Yeah. Who doesn't know about Mike Tyson's Punch-Out? One of the best NES games ever. I, I think it's one that if you have just like between five to ten games for your collection, this is an obvious one to add. Like it's, it's up there on the list of iconic NES games. 
Yeah, I've got like four it, or five copies of it myself between the original Mike Tyson's and the uh, the regular Punch-Out that came out later. Well, and, you know, like Mike Tyson's popularity was just like astronomical. You know, like pe- people who I, I remember like the tail end of his career, but in watching documentaries and just reading stories like you put Mike Tyson's name on something that was guaranteed money. Oh, yeah. And that lasted about two or three years. And then, <laughs> you know, the bad stuff started to come out about him. And, you know, but for a while there, he was just like king of the world. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Mike Tyson's Punch Out is still one of the best Nintendo games ever made. Uh, also, in October of 1987, LucasArts releases Maniac Mansion, first game to use the Scum engine and innovating the point-and-click interface for the adventure game genre. I still love Maniac Mansion. That game is so fun to play, even though it's kind of it's kind of slow and, and, you know, pointy and clicky, but I still enjoy it very much. The cover art screams like an animated series. Yeah. <laughs> like a limited series that you'd find on, like, Netflix I'm or HBO Max. I've never done that. It's ripe for a, for a series. It'd be cool to release it, you know, around like around this time, like to kick off Halloween month. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. And the Scum Engine kicked off all kind of point and click adventures after that. Mm-hmm. October eighth of nineteen ninety two, Midway Games releases the Mortal Kombat arcade game in North America, which features bloody fatalities, digitized characters, and started a franchise of games and movies. Outside of Smash Brothers, my favorite fighting series of all time. Like, I, I love the characters. They're all just so unique. They ha- And I love that, you know, like the, the web series that came out many years ago, the movies have all kind of expanded on the individual characters' backstories. Like, all the characters in this series are fascinating to me. That last movie that came out was really good. The one that's on mm-hmm. HBO Max. It's so good. If you've never seen it, go watch it. Yeah, I think the they've either started or are about to start filming the sequel. Ah, cool. I'm ready which I'm that. Which I'm happy about, because I, I, I have a soft spot in my heart for the original Mortal Kombat that came out in the 90s. Yeah. But this, this new one was was really, really good. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, Also on October 15th of 1992, Sega releases the controversial Night Trap video game for the Sega CD console, which is so tame and lame at this point. But God, that game sparked so much. Uh, uh, The whole like, like, like literally you can go back and, and look up Senate hearings where they talk about Night Trap and it's like, it's so tame. Like. It sparked so much controversy compared to stuff that's out there today. No kidding. Like it's, it's, it's nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> uh, if I had the DeLorean from back to the future, I would just go back to those Senate hearings and just be like, don't you guys have anything better to do? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you should see the games that are going to be out in like 20 years. This is, this will, this, those will like melt your brain. Yeah. Your little hearts won't be able to take it. <laughs> And finally, for this month in video game history, October 21st, 1998, Nintendo's Game Boy Color handheld console is released in Japan. This was a game changer for those who were fans of the Game Boy because you you had the little tiny screen that had like a gold tint to it. There were no color graphics or anything. Once the Game Boy Color came out, my mind was just, yeah, it was blown. <laughs> Too bad it yeah, didn't it have was... a backlight on it. You still had to to still had to get the little accessories to be able to see the screen in the dark. It, it, unless you had um, anyone like I had my uncle who was mechanically inclined that actually put in a you. He found instructions on how to put a backlight inside a Game Boy. Really? Mm-hmm. I still have my Game Boy Advance that he modded when it came out back in I think two thousand two. That's so cool. <laughs> he could have had a business doing that. I know, right? But, but yeah, uh, Game Boy Color was great. I might have to, I've seen them for sale a lot lately. I might have to pick one up the next time I see one. I've been uh, thinking about going back and playing, you know, some Game Boy games that that we haven't talked about on the show. 
Yeah, I need to because I did buy the Super Game Boy not too long ago, and I still have yet to buy a Game Boy game. Dude, that was a game changer too. When you could play Game Boy games mm. on your Super Nintendo. Oh yeah, like that's because then you really didn't have to have a Game Boy if yeah. you didn't really travel. You could just get the Super Game Boy, and then like, oh, if you want to play Donkey Kong Land or was it Fall of the Foot Clan, mm-hmm. the Ninja Turtles game for the Game Boy? I might have to get that. It, then i mean you know, you know me i can talk turtles all day oh yeah on the podcast so yeah we should about. do that but uh before we go into the review tonight derek has shout outs as always we'd like to shout out our awesome patrons over at patreon.com slash nerd cave retro shout out to daniel salmon tyler watson axblade 07 armes jackson Carlos Longoria, a.k.a. Rampage, Steph Sergeant Sketch, Gus and Penny, Matthew Salmon, Mike Eveland, Jennifer Eveland, Joey Image, and Donna Diamond. Thank you all so much for your continued contributions and keeping the lights on for us here at the Nerd Cave Retro Show. If you want to be a part of our Patreon community, you get early access to our fun commentary tracks. And I imagine we'll be doing something Halloween-themed for this month oh yeah uh i've i've got i've got a couple of ideas that i'll i'll run by you once we're once we're off air but okay uh we've done all kinds of fun you know tracks for movies and shows like gargoyles batman the animated series darkwing duck ducktales full movies like christmas vacation clue transformers the movie such a wide range of commentary tracks we've done if you want to get those before everybody else you can sign up for our Patreon, and as we mentioned earlier, you get exclusive access to the Nerd Cave Retro News Dump Show with yourself and uh-huh. Mr. Wally Phelps. So if you want to be a part, and it's just as, as little as a dollar a month, you can head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro and sign up. And for new patrons, be sure to give us your social media information, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, so we can give you a proper shout-out. We want to tell you all about our friends over at VideoGamesMonthly.com. If you're looking for a way to beef up your video game collection, then they have you covered. Just head over there, pick the box you want, and tell them what systems you want games for, and boom! It's like Christmas every single month. So if you're looking for that perfect gift for a loved one, or just treating yourself every single month, and I mean, hey, you deserve it. Just head over to VideoGamesMonthly.com and enter NCR in the Where Did You Hear About Us line at checkout, and you will get a free game in your first month's box. That's right, an extra game, absolutely free. So head over to VideoGamesMonthly.com. Are you a coffee lover? Do you sometimes need that little extra boost for some all-night gaming sessions? Well, you should head over to BeResCoffeeCo.com. They have so many different flavors of coffee. doesn't matter what type of coffee you like. They got you covered. Try the Good for Gaming Roast or the Two Hardies One Ship, which is a rum and dark chocolate flavored roast. Not to mention, they keep their seasonal flavors all year long, like the Fall Spice or the Sweet Tooth. They can even add flavors to your coffee. So whatever you need, head over to BeResCoffeeCo.com and use the code NCR for 10% off of your order. And tonight I am revisiting... said before i I reviewed this game way back in episode 12 of the show which was october 17th 2016 so it's been almost six years to the day that i reviewed this game that's been a long time i just entered my 30s yeah. <laughs> when when that happened. I was still in my 30s when that happened. Um, uh, so yeah, I decided what better time to go back and revisit this game than in October when we're, we're wanting to play some scary, spooky games. And what better uh, scary, spooky, ooky 
uh, altogether uh, pooky <laughs> than an Adams Family game. And the, really the only one that for the, uh, the Nintendo was Fester's Quest, which was made by Sunsoft. And if you n- didn't listen to volume 12 of this show, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of the rundown. This was released in 1989 in North America on September 14th in 1990 in the EU. Uh, it, it was developed for the NES, and it was developed by Sunsoft and published by Sunsoft. And and the story is, one night, a UFO beams up all the residents of the city where the Adams family lived. This is except for the members of the family whom Grandmama, the only one to predict invasion, cast a protective spell on her home beforehand. As the father of the family, Gomez Adams must continue to guard the home from invaders. It is up to Uncle Fester to use his gun and save the townspeople from the aliens. Now, this is a top-down shoot 'em up game. And you have this. You start off the game with with, uh, and I've always thought it was like a like a megaphone that he had. I guess it was a gun or it looked like a megaphone. But you start off and it is the weakest, the weakest gun you will ever use in a video game. It take the first like little uh, monsters you come up against, like these little puddles of look, look like uh, grape jelly pulsating on the ground. You would think those would be pretty easy to take out, right? Maybe one hit. You'd think. It's the beginning of the game. In theory. In theory. It's the beginning of the game. you got to get used to how the game plays, so make the, make the enemies pretty simple. No. Uh-uh. No. The, the, gun is so, it take, the gun is so weak, it takes like three or four hits to take these things out five maybe five I'm, i don't know i didn't really count it's a ridiculous number of hits that it takes to to kill these things but and i did use a walkthrough this time and i will admit that yes i did get farther into the game than i ever have before by using a walkthrough but the walkthrough is still kind of hard to understand <laughs> because there's a lot of mazes in this game what you do is you go through your you start out on the street and you start killing enemies immediately and the music is great music in the game is awesome the composer was Naoki Kodaka who knew what he was doing and or or she I'm not sure um but either way they knew what they were doing and the game has an awesome soundtrack to it it sounds fantastic but man, you really in the walkthrough even tells you just spend all your time in the beginning of the game killing enemies and you upgrade your gun to all the way up. You could upgrade your gun eight times. And each time you upgrade twice, you it gets stronger. And then when you like for that little section, you get to upgrade it twice, and then you go to the next section of the type of um, projectile that you shoot. Like first, you start out off with just like a little, and uh, I'm not even sure what it is. It's like it, it, it's like I guess a little energy ball that you shoot out. And, you, and of course, it's one of those games you have to spam the B button to get because there's no auto fire, so it's just spamming the B button trying to shoot. And then you upgrade, and then you get sort of like uh, what looks like boomerangs, but they go like in a weird pattern. If, if you've ever seen this, it's hard to explain, but if you've ever seen this game, you know what I'm talking about. You shoot, and it goes in like a zigzag pattern. So you have to be in a certain position to hit the enemies with with these guns. But then the next upgrade you get is what looks like bowling balls coming out like in a circle, like a cyclone pattern out of the gun. And then eventually you get uh, what looks like spikes that you shoot out. And they come out and... Uh, the the zigzag pattern, but then the eighth time that you upgrade, they finally come out and just shooting straight, like the the three at a time straight. That's the strongest the gun can get, and that's what you want before you go down into the, to the sewers. And you want to know why you want to do that before you go down into the sewers? Do you want to know why? Why? Because if you have any of the guns with the zigzag pattern, you can't hit anything in the in the sewers. It's the walls are so tight, and when you try to shoot, 
whenever your projectile comes out in a zigzag pattern, as soon as it hits the wall, it disappears. So you can't hit anything in the sewer. You will die if you go in the sewer without having your gun jacked all the way to level 8. It sounds like this game is scary for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> like, as a gamer, it horrifies you. Just the, the name, you hear the name Fester's Quest, and it's just like, ugh. So, but then I learned, like, you do pick up power-ups in the street by, the, by the, the enemies that you kill. You get keys, and you get light bulbs. So when you go down into the sewers, you, of course, put a light bulb in your mouth, and you can see where you're going, or it's just going to be dark, and you can't see where you're going. And you can use keys to open up buildings, and in the buildings are Pugsley and Wednesday and Thing, and they all give you, every time you go to a building with a locked door and you use a key somebody's in the building like Pugsley and he gives you explosives and explosives are great to have, which I didn't know this last time I played the game. Cause I didn't use a walkthrough explosives are great to use in the game. Cause it'll take out things in one hit. Uh, most things, there are some frogs in the game underground that take like a billion hits to die. Yeah. I'm, there's a couple of things I, I'm curious about with this game. So you said there were eight upgrades mm -hmm. for your gun. Like that's a lot for an NES game. Like and you, that, you think, go ahead. Let, let me just stop you right there. You have to upgrade by getting it'll drop a thing that says gun and you have to pick up the ones that are blue because if you pick up the ones that are red, it downgrades your gun one notch if you pick up the red gun. See, that's just evil. <laughs> and you get like five times as many red guns as you do blue guns to upgrade. So you're constantly, accidentally picking up red guns to downgrade. Why? Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why that's... would you do that? Well, when you think of NES games and you upgrade your weapon, you think maybe two, possibly three at the most for standard upgrades, but eight, like that's a lot. I feel like even for a super Nintendo game. Yeah. And it takes or an N64 game. It takes forever too, because the drop rates for the blue gun, the upgrade is just, I don't even know what the drop rate is on it. Cause it takes, you got to kill like 30, 40 enemies just to get like one blue but they'll drop a red gun like every three or four. So you're constantly accidentally picking up downgrades. And I'm like, why would you put this in a game? Who in their right mind would want to downgrade their weapon? It makes me think of uh, Mario Brothers The Lost Levels, how they introduced the poison mushroom, where if you, if you were Super Mario and you yeah. grabbed it, it would shrink you back down to normal Mario. Mm -hmm. But that's a little excessive. Yeah. It, and but I, I would expect nothing less from this game, though. Here's the most egregious error in this game. Not only do you only have two hit points in this game. Now, I will say, you do have unlimited con con continues, which is good. I really enjoy that. Thank you for the unlimited continues. But they mitigate that <laughs> by only you only have two hit points. You walk slow as hell. You're constantly getting, uh, like, poisoned to where you walk, like, half the speed you normally walk until you get, like, a potion or something to, like, you know, undo whatever you got bitten by or whatever. So you're most of the time you're walking around super slow anyway. So it's hard to maneuver like to not get hit by stuff because you walk so slow normally so you only have two hits before you die which you can when you run across a hot dog stand you can purchase a hot dog and 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 give yourself full health again but you only get two hits and i didn't get to where i i could ever upgrade my uh if i ever got any extra health points or anything like your health bar. I don't know if you can upgrade your health bar. I imagine you can, but when you die and no matter how far you are into the game, you get sent 
all the way back to the beginning of the game. You don't lose you don't lose any of your stuff. Like your your whatever your weapons at when you die, it's still there. But you still have to go all the way back to the beginning when you die. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> I I mean, you weren't selling me on like at first I was curious enough to where I was like kind of want to give this a shot but no that that's the deal breaker like Here's, that's no i got sent something today by aries at aries fire tiger one on twitter he sent me a link to uh romhacking.net slash hacks slash six two four one uh you could probably just go to romhacking.net and type in fester's quest european and basically Everybody hated the the North American version so much that by the time they released it in Europe, they fixed all the bugs. And one of the bugs, and it actually says this in the Wikipedia article, that the North American release has a bug that makes Fester's bullets collide with walls and objects, making it more difficult to hit enemies compared to the European release. Now, remember how I said that you're trying to go through the sewer and if you have any of the guns that have the wave pattern, you can't kill anything. Apparently, that's a bug. They ne- they didn't fix it, but they fixed it for the European uh, version of the game. So, uh, the officially made changes, it says, uh, When Fester's Quest was released in Europe, Sunsoft made some key changes to the game, supposedly based on feedback made from the U.S. release, thus creating a version of the game that felt less frustrating overall. These patches bring those two gameplay changes to the NTSC US version, plus a small extra addition, blah, 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 plus the game runs uh, at full speed instead of 50 hertz. Officially made changes. Your shots go through walls, no longer getting stuck and disappearing when colliding with the scenery. All your gun and most of your whip levels do more damage, which is the approach Sunsoft take to reduce the bullet sponge feeling of the enemies. And on the lastly, because the two points above make the game noticeably less hard, the hot dog prices got increased from five to ten dollars. Hmm, I did not know that. That's pretty interesting. So, and you you just found that out today? Yeah. So they patched the game basically for the European release and made it a better game. I guess they realized how much they were torturing American audiences. Like, you know what? We we can't put our European friends through this. So here you go. So that's actually something I might want to look into. I will look into, see if I can find a European ROM of the game. Because that's the thing. This game wouldn't be so bad if it wasn't for the game-breaking gun functioning. And if I could get through the game uh, with a little... A little help. <laughs> if I could get through the game without dying so much and starting from the beginning, that would actually be very nice. We'll put it on the calendar. October 2nd, 2023. <laughs> review the European oh, version of this <laughs> next <game. laughs> year. Next year at this time, I will review the European version of the game. And just that thing alone, the shots uh, not going... If you could go use the gun and have your shots not get, uh, if they could go through the walls and hit the enemies, that's a game changer, right? That that no longer, like the game is no longer broken at that point. I just, I'm curious as to why they released it with that problem anyway, because you you gotta know that it's a thing. Yeah, but yeah. you're just like, no, it's good, put it out. I mean, you have to have. I mean, they had game testers back then who played this game and was like nah it's fine (laughs) a bunch of trolls that's who and then to have no checkpoints in the game and and from what I understand the game is relatively short like I've never played it to the end I don't know I have any idea how long this game is never gotten very far in it but and I I, but from what I've read and some of the, the videos I've looked at the past few days it's not that long of a game but why not put some checkpoints in it? I, I kind of want to talk to one of the developers <laughs> of this game to be like, what happened? 
Yeah. Just start from the beginning. What happened? Because honestly, I would rather have limited continues but have checkpoints. Oh, 100% agree. Than to have unlimited continues. But if you get all the way to the end of the game and you die, you have to go all the way back to the beginning. That sucks. (laughs) I would walk away. I couldn't do it. That's worse. That's more egregious than Ninja Gaiden. Like, if you die on the final boss, you go all the way back to the beginning of the level. Like, that just, that is, oh, why would you do that? I, I don't know. I have a lot of questions about the making of this game. Because, <laughs> see, that's the thing. This is from Sunsoft, and Sunsoft was known for some really great games back in the 80s. Like, uh, like the Batman game is one of the best games for the Nintendo Entertainment System. But Fester's quest is like, what happened? Why? How did this happen? How did this get past the 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 release stage, and and the shape that it was in? Well, we mentioned this on a previous episode that like all great companies, they have that one, maybe two games that just it didn't work for whatever reason, and this is Sunsoft's. Yeah. I mean, you look at Blaster Master. It's one of the best games for the NES. And I don't, I just don't know. Like, I just don't understand what went wrong with this game because this game should have been a slam dunk. Like, the Addams Family was still relevant in the 80s when this game came out. It's the reason I bought the game when I was a kid. Like, you look at the cover of this game, it's awesome. It's, it's great. Mm-hmm. Like, you look at this and you're like, I want to play this. And the, the graphics are good. The music is awesome. Like, just the soundtrack to this game is really good. But when it comes to gameplay, it is bro- it is beyond broken. And reading this today, um, and go follow at uh, AriesFireTiger1 on Twitter if, you, if you're out there listening. Go, go follow him. He's a good dude. But uh, just knowing that they fixed all this stuff for the European uh, version of the game, makes me want to go try it out again and play the European version because if I can play it without being broken it might be a good game I mean it sounds like it might be that would be an interesting discussion to have because you know we've touched on it off and on about how a lot of the like adaptations of movies or shows usually don't work mm-hmm. it'd be curious to do like a, a five worst video game adaptations list <laughs> yeah uh, I mean, this for the American version at least. This is up there as <laughs> just one of the worst licensed games for the Nintendo. Yeah, I, I've personally never played it. I remember watching gameplay of it before you reviewed it the first time, and it just there are things about it that seem good, like you mentioned the the music's really catchy, but if you don't have good gameplay. It's it's destined to fail, because that's the core of video games is the gameplay. Yeah, uh, if you release a game that's broken, no matter how good it looks, no matter how good the music is, it's unplayable, and nobody nobody's gonna like it. I mean, it's it, you would think this was an LJN game. <laughs> like, how do you? I I don't know. How do you knock it out of the park with Batman and Blaster Master? And what are some of the other games that Sunsoft did? For the Nintendo, let's see, they did uh, Power Quest. I don't remember Power Quest. Arrow the Acrobat. Yeah, they did Arrow the Acrobat for the Super Nintendo. Uh, Euphoria uh, on the Virtual Console. Um, They did a lot of stuff, but man, the games that that readily come to mind when I think of Sunsoft, you know, Batman, Blaster Master, those games are great. They really dropped the ball with Fester's Quest. So going back, I don't remember. I didn't go back to listen to the episode. I don't remember what grade I gave it. I'm still, it's, I'm going to give it a three because it's just unplayable. I want to say you gave it a one or a two because you were in like full flu mode (laughs) by that point. I'm feeling okay now. the, The sun's going down. It's not as hot in here. I'm going to be a little more forgiving of it because, you know, it's 
I like the Adams family and I like Uncle Fester and I just really wanted this game to be good and just knowing that they fixed the problems for the European version that's going to bring it up to a 3 until I play the European version and then I will grade that one. Uh yeah. That's uh Yeah, I I don't blame you. And I used a 3 the sounds about right. And I used the walkthrough just because I I really did want to try to finish this game. But even with the walkthrough, it's it's just impossible. Like, it's impossible to finish this game because it's just broken. That's sad. Because, like you said, Adam's family were still, like, they were still big in the 90s when the movie came out. Yeah. Well, I so remember, it's... you know, back in the 80s, um, Adam's family was on TV, like, all the time. Like, in the afternoon, it, it, it would just be marathons, like, on TBS they would do full Adams Family marathons on the weekends, and like it was still relevant. Like people knew, you know, the Adams Family, and you know, like you said, in the '90s with the movies and everything, and it's still pretty relevant today. I mean, you look at the new; everybody's kind of mad at that new, uh, new show that's coming. The out animated movie, the, the oh the, Wednesday, yeah. Well, the with Louise Guzman as uh, Gomez. And I'm like, yeah, it's um the show's called Wednesday. Like yeah. she's the central. Yeah, character. and I'm like, well, if you people would pay attention to like the original Charles Adams comics, that's what he looked like. Like that's yeah. perfect casting, really. Yeah, I, I'm all for it. And I even like the movies that came out, the, uh, the animated movies that came out the last few years. Like I am a huge Adams Family fan. I never saw the animated movies. I I was a fan of I think it was called Adam's Family Values that mm-hmm. came out in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, that one I enjoyed that one. Yeah, you should watch the uh, the animated movies that came out the last few years. They're really good. They they are really good. Oh, we are in the perfect month to watch them. Yes, we are. But yeah, <laughs> that that's gonna end my. I know that wasn't much of a rant. I know people were expecting a rant, but I don't know. It's just. It, it's just one of those games that just it's pretty but it's broken. Yeah, but I I think you know also with the the previous rant it did have to do with your yeah. <laughs> with your sickness. But I am really but, interested in playing that European version. I just want to see. I just want to see if it makes it playable. No, I'm serious. I think you should review it for next October. So put it on the calendar and remind Co- complete, me and I will do complete, it next year. Complete the uh, complete the the Fester's Quest trilogy. <laughs> Hopefully, I can find it. Uh, I can find a. Uh, There's got to be a ROM, ROM somewhere. Because I remember uh, a couple months ago, I, I, tried, I was looking for a Castlevania ROM. Well, this was probably maybe a year or so ago, and I accidentally downloaded the European version, and I didn't know. And I was like, "Why is this game like? Like, it's uh, Simon's are like already walks like he's walking through sludge." And then you go play the European version, and he's even slower. It's like, what is happening right now? Uh, I'm thinking about playing a Castlevania game. You should. I, I'm, I'm still trying to decide on what I want. I know for my last review of the month, I'm going to do a Resident Evil game. Okay. But uh, i got to decide what I'm going to review next week. I've got it narrowed down to a couple. I'm, I'm, have so. you ever played the original Castlevania for the NES? Um, I've played it, yes. Okay. I was going to say... Too, not uh, too extensively, but... I was going to say, I've already reviewed it, but I would love to hear your take on it. If you play if you know, give you a week or so to play it. You know what? I'll do that. I'll review Castlevania, the original one. All right. Sounds okay. Good. And there if we I go. were you, if I were you, I would watch uh, a game. Uh, uh, I would watch a um, uh, a couple of a walk- speed runs uh, and a walkthrough of the game because there's a lot of tricks you can use in that game that makes it so much easier. Okay. There we go. All right. Well, that's going to bring yeah, us. Yeah, it's the been end decided of the episode. So uh, I'd love to. I'd love to see you stream it if you're able to. Um, but I know you're kind of busy these days. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to think of I, I might be able to on Sunday. Okay. I, I'll I'll keep everyone posted. All right. But I haven't streamed anything in a while, so I, I may I may consider doing that. Speaking of keeping everyone posted, if you haven't joined our Discord, go to our uh Twitter 
and up at the very top in our uh, the, the about us section of our Twitter at Nerdcave Retro, there is a uh, never-ending link to our Discord, which you can go be a part of our Discord community. We're always there. We're always talking. We're always hanging out, and it's a great place to be. And um, there no 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 idiots allowed. So <laughs> if you're looking for a safe space to go with other gamers at, and you want a nice community to hang out with, think about joining us over at our Nerd Cave Retro Discord. Yeah, no, a bunch of great people there. There's always good discussion going on. So yeah, definitely try it. But uh, anything else? What, what's going on with feature presentation before we get out of here today? Yeah, so I feel like you know the I was going through a bit of a dry spell with trying to find guests and whatnot, but I feel like the show's really kind of hitting a groove on what I originally wanted the show to be about. So I've been getting some some really good guests um, over the last couple of weeks, and tonight I will be chatting with an actress named Jackie Dallas, who most notably known for being um, she was in an episode of Stranger Things um, in season three, but she's also been in Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, she was on Criminal Minds in uh, CIS. She's been in a bunch of shows, so she will be joining me tonight for a fun discussion. And she actually was just at a horror convention in Los Angeles this past weekend. So we'll be doing a little bit of a, a, a Halloween themed month on that show as well. Uh, that'll be at 8 o'clock tonight, Central Time, over on the Feature Presentation YouTube channel. And you can follow the show on social at Feature Press Pod. I thought you were going to say uh, Jackie Brown. I'm like, you got Pam Greer on the show? <laughs> that'd be awesome. Oh, no. That, that, that would be really cool, though. <laughs> Jackie Brown herself. You know, that's a good movie to go back and watch. I went back and watched that again because I didn't really like it back in the day. When I watched it the first time, because I was still in Pulp Fiction mode, and that was his next movie after Pulp Fiction, so I was expecting another Pulp Fiction, and it's not that. It's way more of a straightforward story, but I went back and watched it again not too long ago, and that's a really good movie. Yeah, I watched it like three years ago, and yeah, it's it's good. And it's not my favorite um, Tarantino movie, but it's I think it's a little underrated. And what's the guy's name that was in the movie, um, uh, you know, the the detective, or was he the detective? Um, uh, Robert Forster is his name, uh, because Samuel yeah. L. Jackson is in it as well, Pam Greer. Robert Forster is in the, in the movie, and he puts in a great performance. He was in a movie called Alligator that I just watched a, a while back on Shudder, which is a, mm -hmm. a, a, a horror movie from, the I think, 1980. It holds up pretty well. It's a really good movie about a killer alligator in the sewers of uh, like Chicago or something, wherever it's set. Dude, it's great. You should go watch it. Okay. And Robert Forster's in it, and like, man, he like elevates everything he's in. Like, this movie would have been terrible without him in it. <laughs> Much like uh, Tom Atkins elevated yeah. <laughs> Halloween Three: Season of the Witch. <laughs> but yeah, he's awesome in that movie. Go check it. That's. That's one of my recommendations for this month. Go watch Alligator. Oh, I think it's still on Shutter if you if you have a Shutter subscription right now. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to go check that out because I, I got this. I think it was almost a year ago. They were doing this deal um, where you could get an AMC Plus mm -hmm. subscription, but it would also give you access to Shutter. Yeah. Um, where it was like twenty something dollars for a year. What? Which was in yeah that was in like November of last year. That's awesome. Where I saw that and I'm like. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah, because Shutter so, by itself is still only like five dollars a month, and it's completely worth it. Okay, they have this. Uh, they have this show I'm watching on there right now. It's called the uh, the 101 best uh, most or best horror movie scenes ever, and because uh, they have shows like that, like on there, just like regular series that they do, and that show's really good. I've been watching that one the last couple nights. So Shutter's. Really, a really good bargain right now. If you're if you're looking for a new, if you're tired of Netflix and Hulu and all that stuff, Shutter's really good. I was curious as to whether or not they had like original programming instead of just movies. They do. They have. So that's, a, that's cool. A, they have a new creep show uh, show that they're doing. They're in like season three or four, maybe even five by now. But uh, but that's really good too. If you like anthology series. I, I did enjoy I because I, I never said this to you, but I, I did enjoy your your live tweeting of the last drive-in. 
Oh yeah, when, when it, it was when it was on, dude. Last Drive-In's great. That's another reason to have Shutter is to watch jo- uh, Joe Bob Briggs every Friday night when it's on. <laughs> oh, yeah. good stuff. Go get it. Five dollars a month, Shutter. <laughs> and uh, as far as open micers goes, this week, speaking of horror stuff, we talked to uh, the Innsmouth Rag podcast, uh, Jester and uh, Mom Thulu over there at the Innsmouth Rag podcast. We talked to them about uh, all their favorite movies to watch. What are the best horror movies to watch in uh, October? So we had a nice long conversation about all of our favorite horror movies to watch, and that will be out this Wednesday for the public. And uh, go check us out at Open Micers on Twitter and Instagram. And Derek, I think that's just about it for this week. What do you say? Let's get out of here. If you would like to email us, you can email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. Everything else is nerdcaveretro.com. That takes you to our Twitter, our Facebook, and most importantly, it takes you to our Patreon. Most importantly, it takes you to our merch, uh, merch shop at ncrmerch.com. Go get you a t-shirt, a bag, a hat, whatever. I mean, coffee mugs, magnets, stickers. We got everything over there. Just go to ncrmerch.com or go to nc or nerdcaveretro.com. That'll take you to all of our links, especially our Patreon. Patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro was little as a dollar a month to get you access to everything, including the news dump with me and Mr. Wally Phelps. Every every time there's some news that drops. So, you know, good three, four times a month maybe it'll come out. So that's that's a pretty good bargain, I think. If you can't do that, I understand. Times are tough. Leave us a review wherever fine podcasts are given away for free. So, Derek, please tell them what it's all about. I wish I had that. I, I need to go capture that. Hold on. Let me let me play. Uh, which one should I play? Master Blaster runs by the town. You blow it! Yeah! <laughs>